best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partners in crime, Brock Davis and Nate Green. Fellas, not everybody at once. How you doing? I'm kidding. Everybody at once. Go ahead. Just throw it out there. Good. 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 Got a little football going on. Get one day closer to 
Angels baseball being back. I think we are probably actually, honestly, I don't know the exact date, but almost pretty close to exactly one month away from, no, we're less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. I think pitchers and catchers report on the 15th and 16th. We are sitting here Sunday, the weeks. 22nd. So three weeks away. I'm getting excited just talking about it. So before we get everything going here, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here, Talking Halos. Again, subscribe wherever you guys are listening. Comment down below if you are on YouTube. Along the way, as we as we roll here, we got some questions for you guys here to kind of go along with this too. Um, thank you those for those who have replied to Fantasy Baseball. We'll be getting back to you ASAP. We want to get stuff rolling here real quick. And again, if you want to join Fantasy Baseball here at Talking Halos, we're going to have quite a few leagues rolling. Um, you can shoot us an, uh, a DM on Twitter or Instagram and Facebook, wherever you guys uh, feel most comfortable doing so. You can get on to TalkingHalos.com. There's a little questionnaire. Not a questionnaire, but there's like a little question spot down at the bottom. If you scroll down, go straight to CEO and founder of Talking Halos, Derek Ciapala. So you can also hit him up and say hi, as well as say that you want to be in on Fantasy Baseball, which I know you guys are all so excited about because fantasy baseball is a fantastic, fantastic thing to do. Um, you can go ahead and follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34, Brock at BDROX8. Follow us on all our social media, subscribe wherever you are listening. So, guys, let's get this rolling here. Um, a couple, I guess, kind of interesting notes here. And I want to get you guys' opinion, Nate. I know yours, Brock, throw it out there. I, I'm I'm very intrigued to know what um what you're thinking here on this but the angels are according to sources linked to trevor bauer i'm hesitant but brock i want to know your thought here and see if we can get a little debate sparked or or something along the lines of that on the trevor bauer front um because i think if listeners know and listen before know mine and nate's thoughts on this but brock go ahead thoughts on trevor bauer do you think he fits do you think that the angels might actually push for him so obviously I'm not one of the people that listen to my own podcast I'm involved in. So I don't know your guys's opinion before I'm going to say what I'm about to say. Um, I think I know where you guys stand on this. So I don't think it's going to be controversial. I haven't heard that they've been linked to them. So that's actually news to me. I haven't heard that. Um, one, of, I, one of three teams in on Bauer. Supposedly, I don't know how true it is. But that was just something that was thrown out there. Do we so. know the other two? No. Pittsburgh? I feel like I feel like I saw Pittsburgh. Maybe not though. Pittsburgh, I think we talked about I didn't it. I didn't see any didn't team like twist. It was one one team had like called them and said no, and then the Angels, and then there was one other team who had called them and there was interested and you didn't know who. Yeah. So well, as of right now, it's more or less that Angels have checked in on Trevor Bauer's situation. Haven't mm-hmm. I think it was like haven't said no, right? Type of thing. Yeah. Like okay. They're okay. considering it in a sense because league minimum and all that fun stuff. So right. So my personal opinion is no. The only reason I say no um is Perry's talking about how he wants the clubhouse culture to be the way that it has been and kind of just me and Jared, you and I have had this conversation. I think it was pre-Nate, but I know Nate 100% is going to be on board with the same exact thing, which is we've all played in a clubhouse and that culture and that vibe that you have in there is more important than a lot of other factors. And you bring in, I don't want to say Trevor Bauer is a cancer, 
per se. You can say that if you want. It's okay. But you could also say that even even if he actually isn't, it, it also could be a perceived cancer, right? Because perception is reality. So regardless of whether he did it, whether he didn't, you know, he was guilty, not none of that really matters to a certain extent. Uh, the point of the matter is, is he was suspended for a long time. He's had history even prior to this whole incident with Garrett Cole and UCLA. And there's already clubhouse things that we talked about before all this stuff happened when he was a free agent that we said we were unsure about Trevor Bauer. I remember that on the podcast. We we're like, well, he seems kind of sketchy for the clubhouse. And now you add this whole thing. I think it'd be a really bad idea, but it, it's obviously very tempting to be like, well, how much do you want to win, right? Do you care more about how the guys feel or management feels, or do you want to get a potential ace for league minimum, right? Um, but I I still stand by, I've said it multiple times on this show, that the culture and the things that the Angels have built themselves on is they've always prided themselves on not bringing in those types of individuals into that clubhouse. You know, people that have had criminal offenses in the past, perceived criminal offenses in the past they don't really bring those guys in even steroid users too like yeah steroid users none of them yeah. so that's always been an angels thing and that's one of the reasons why i've stood by the angels for so long and i've always had the running joke of like oh don't worry the yankees or the dodgers will sign them that's always been my running joke um so i don't feel they should i don't think they will but i think it would be a failure of uh management and those beyond if the fans or the media knew that they didn't check in on them or on him, if that makes sense. So I think it's kind of a due diligence type of thing. Don't think it's going to happen. Nate, I'll let you say our piece. Cause we're on the same page. I think I don't have to, yeah. I don't have to say it twice. So. Yeah, no, Trevor Bowers a no. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. Um, there's really no reason to bring him in. Uh, we, he hasn't pitched in two and a half, almost three years. And you really don't know what it's going to look like yet. I mean, I think we've seen 91, 92 out of him. I think that's the best I've seen on video. And by the way, when, when, so sidebar here, somebody actually commented on YouTube on our, one of our YouTubes, when we talked about Bauer that we didn't do our due diligence and research. Um, That being said, he's hit 97. Okay. On YouTube videos, with very good editing with a very good promotional team with a very good agent. No, I'm not. I'm not playing with that crap. Like, no. When when you see most of his videos and most of them are 91, 92, 93, like I'm I'm not playing with the 97 one time. Like, no. So, yeah. I I he's just he's too much of a cancer. And yes, I'm going to use the cancer word. Like, he's he was already a cancer. He's been a cancer his entire career. It's not like this is brand new thing. Like, oh, he he has the investigation and now all of a sudden he's a cancer. Dude's been a cancer his entire career. Um, and, and there's just no reason to bring him in. So yeah. it, we just, I think he's one of the most, one of the most overrated players in baseball, honestly. Yeah. And I agree with both of you guys. I think, uh, Brock, you bring a fantastic point. They've never even brought in like the steroid users either. Like they haven't, they, it's never even been a thought. And I guess you kind of probably got to tip the cap to Artie on that, especially, you know, with, I mean, steroids or not, whatever you want to say about it. Um, probably saying no go to any of those guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you, I mean, if you want to say he's a cancer in the clubhouse, that's perfectly fine. I think I think that he is. I I don't. I just don't know where he fits. I'm I'm intrigued to know where he goes, how he pitches. Go ahead, you raise your hand. What do you got? 
What's sad is I when you just said something about tip the cap to Artie is this is kind of dark, but it it makes me wonder if it was truly ever a culture thing or if it was a harm the reputation to make less money thing, which is fair, I guess, right? But I think that there's organizations out there that care slightly less about the reputation and say, hey, you know, we lose 50,000 fans from this. Guess what? We're going to get a ring. And they care less about that versus, well, we're always this organization. We're going to maintain our fans, gain more, more tickets, more sales and that, you know, I hope to think that that's not how these owners think, but sometimes it's hard to not think that way. No, I mean, hundred percent when it comes down to it, I'd say 30 out of 30 owners, you know, it, it comes down to money for every single one of them. hundred percent. It definitely does. 29. Well, no, I think it still comes down. Like Steve Cohen still cares about money. Yeah, but it doesn't hope, come down to money. If it no, came down it to money, he wouldn't be at one hundred ninety-seven million dollars right now. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think it's for Steve Cohen. Twenty, it's fine. Twenty-nine out of thirty guys, it comes down to money. There you um, go. So, yeah, and and I mean, again, to to go off of it, you know, we I think we've all mentioned it in the past. Like the Angels haven't been the same in the clubhouse since Tory Hunter left. And in all honesty, that's probably been as long like that it's been as long as that since they've actually had like a legitimate clubhouse, I think. Um, and we, I mean, obviously we're not in the clubhouse and we don't know things, but you know, with what's come out about certain things, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And Perry's done a good job of building up a clubhouse that we haven't heard too many issues. I know Nate, you roll your eyes. We'll and Perry see. And all that. We'll we'll, see. We'll, we'll, we will see. The only, the only one I could think of that had a pass before he came to us was Josh Hamilton, but that was like a, had a past. It was a while ago. It was figured out. We thought it was yep. done and over with. And but then, as soon as everything happened, they were very quick to get him out. A, l- a little too quick. Oh yeah, no. When something, when something happened, when, well, I, I said when something happened with Hamilton, I I I, I texted uh, I texted, and I'll be like transparent about this. I texted Taylor Blake Ward right away, and I was like, "This is the last time we've seen we we're ever going to see Josh Hamilton in Angels uniform. Like it's it's he's not coming back. I, I'm going to mm-hmm. guarantee you that it's it's just not going to be a thing. Um, you know, come. Come to find out, yep, that was that was it. So, um, by the way, clubhouse issues. I think Perry's first acquisition was a clubhouse issue, if I remember correctly. So, who? Jose Iglesias. Mm. Yes. Yeah. No, don't no, give me so that. No. No. Don't, no. 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 Don't, that's, don't, fine. Don't that's, that. that's fine. That's fine. So, um, but more so of a steroid, more so oh, yeah, of yeah, drugs yeah. of a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. History. But I'm just like, saying. I'm just saying from a not, clubhouse perspective. He, nope. he is known to not be great in the clubhouse. That's fine. That, that's fine. So I think we can nail it down here. We might bring it up with Derek at some point. We'll see if anything comes out in the news with Trevor Bauer and the angels. I would assume it doesn't happen, but you never know. You, you never know with what's Santa going on. Santa bananas. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> without getting in too much farther, I saw Roberto Azuna is playing in Korea. So, he could go play in Korea. I I just didn't think that 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 cultural fit would really would really work in in um in any like Japan or Korea or something like that. So um we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um he's always wanted to play there and you know best of luck to him. I don't see him playing at the uh, in in Major League Baseball any anytime soon. But we'll see how it goes. With that being said, I have a couple of questions for you guys here. Um in more so Angels history related rather than uh current right now since there's not a lot of news out there other than trevor bauer we we could talk about automated strike zone but that's you know it it is what it is i want to stick with angel stuff for now so i threw some questions out there on twitter earlier today i don't know if any of you guys saw it uh hopefully you guys didn't do too much research into it 
um, if you guys did, it, it is what it is. But we'll just kind of rattle off a couple of these questions here for you guys. And um, Brock, I'll start with I'll start with you, Nate. You can you can add in after. Who had the better career as an angel? Tim Salmon, Darren Erstad, Garrett Anderson, or Vlad? Mm. This is and so like this is our time here too. Like it's not I'm not throwing in like the Rod Crew, Bobby Gritch quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is prime us, you know, as mid twenties, almost getting into our thirties. This is when we went to games a lot. I would assume we saw a lot of these guys on a on a on a daily basis. So this is kind of a fun one for me, in my opinion. So the question is, who had the best career as an angel? As an angel. As an angel. So nothing after. So like not Vlad with. Not Vlad with Montreal, not, uh, let's see, not Erstad in Houston, not Anderson with the Dodgers, nothing like that, but as an angel. You had three guys that won World Series there. And if you need some time to think about it, I can drop down to Nate and see if Nate wants to answer this first. I'll let you think. I mean, no, I think I'm good. I, it's, it's hard not to save Vlad. What was that? 04 he won the MVP? Yeah, won the MVP, went in his, in, into the Hall of Fame as an angel, is a Hall of Famer, and then these other guys. But I feel team, like so. I can't I can't remember how many years he played with Montreal before he came to Anaheim. But like if I had to guess off the top of my head, just statistically in times of Anaheim, I want to say Tim Salmon probably had an overall better career in Anaheim than Vlad did. But I think Vlad had a better overall career, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut without looking at any stats. I'm gonna say Tim Salmon had the best Angels career of that group. Opinion based here as well. You don't need to look at stats or anything like that, but opinion based, you know, especially this one with. I think these were probably all some of our favorite players growing up. So Nate, what do you what do you got? Not even you know you can go bias too if you want because like I'll probably go bias. Yeah, because I was gonna say, are we are we actually talking war here? Because that that's gonna penalize Salmon because of, of the outfield play and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I just don't think Vlad played a long long enough with the Angels to to say he he did better than you know Tim Salmon, who had the most home runs in Angels history until Mike Trout took that. Um, Anderson is up there. I think Garrett Anderson. Low key, like mm-hmm. he was one of the most like hated Angels players. It felt like because he wasn't. They said he didn't hustle. They said he didn't play good enough defense. This and that. But quietly, you look at the numbers, and he is up there in almost all the categories when it comes to home runs, RBIs, doubles, runs scored, like all these numbers. Personally, my favorite of the group is Erstad, but for some reason, I think I think Anderson had quietly the best career out of those guys. Statistically speaking. Tim Tim Salmon had the highest war, Fangraphs okay. war out of all these guys as an angel. Um, biased wise, I'd say Vlad just because that's when I was like prime yep. angels watching angels all the time. I came kind of in uh, under like the end of Salmon's career. I was at Salmon's last game. Um, GA, I was at his uh, 10 RBI game. I think Nate, you were probably there with me um, against the Dodgers, nine RBI game, 10 RBI game, whatever it was. Um, and then Darren Erstad just played the, like, I think like as a little leaguer, that was how, everybody wanted to play was as Darren Erstad, you know, he was, wasn't Salmon or wasn't, you know, Anderson or Vlad or anybody like that. I was like Erstad, go out there and play as hard as Erstad. So this is a tough one for me. Um, if you guys are watching on, on YouTube, drop it below. I I'm, I'm intrigued to know uh, what you guys think as well. I'll say Vlad just because a uh, biased 
for me, statistically speaking, I'll say salmon. So um, Eckstein too. Eckstein hustled like that too. Yep. That, I mean, that was always it. It was, it was either like, I mean, I remember my dad telling me always like, go out there and play like Erstad, go out there and play like Eckstein all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're in, you know, hard sixties, I guess in the league, hard nineties in the league, you know, dive for balls, get dirty, you know, and all, all that stuff. So um, with that being said, let's move on to a couple pitchers here. Who had, and I'll start with Nate this time, who had the better career as an angel, Chuck Finley, Nolan Ryan, or Jared Weaver? That's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny, when you when you think of the old-time angels, the first the first guy that comes to mind is actually Chuck Finley, Nolan Ryan, and then Nolan Ryan, I think, just because Finley started his career. It felt like he started his career and ended his career with the angels. I know he play with another team but it, it just felt like Finley was with the Angels for his entire career um underrated so as an angel too hated yeah. like not h- hated by the front office I feel like now like yeah felt, felt like hey you know maybe he isn't really an ace even though he was their ace kind of thing where it's yeah. like, eh. um so this is going to be a biased opinion again I, I'm going to go Jared Weaver I know Ryan had the strikeouts which is which is huge for for war and things like that but I'm going to go Jared Weaver for a couple reasons one he spent his entire career with the angels um two he took a hometown discount for the angels and three he was just that that bulldog that you know kind of those intangibles that we don't talk about with everyone else when it comes to you know ryan had the same kind of thing where it was you know just who gives a crap i'm just going to go out there and strike everyone out but i really think just what weaver had to do he went from throwing 97 to 87 and 87 is probably even generous um and he he just pitched you know it was was awesome he was out there it felt like every fifth day like didn't miss too many starts so biased opinion jared weaver brock finley ryan weaver what do you got yeah i gotta say the same thing because if i if i would answer the last question it would have been salmon best vladdy biased and this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go the same way i think ryan probably statistically wore I think during his time, just like Nate said with the strikeouts, he was probably the best. But once again, biased exactly what Nate said. I got to go Jared Weaver. I just brought this up to my wife the other day, how I watched the Chargers hype video going into the uh, wild card round. And I said, man, like they're so fired up. They're so passionate. They're yelling at each other. They're like, put your boots on and all that. And I'm like, I wish a lot of like more baseball teams had this, specifically the Angels. And I'm like, we haven't had any type of that bulldog fire up mentality since a guy like Jared Weaver, right? He's yelling at people when they're getting off the mound. John Lackey is another name that comes to mind. Both of them, they were just dogs, dude. Like his whole Kyle, Kyle Seeger incident. Like I missed that, that passion. And like, like Nate said, dude, Jared Weaver was, I wouldn't, I mean, he was, he was borderline dominant for a good stretch and he was consistent. Like you just depend, he was dependable and just had that dog in him. So I, I'm going to say Jared Weaver. Again, that's, that's totally fine. Grew up watching Weaver and I'm cool with that. Like I'd, I'd also say Weaver just because of, of, of that. And I'm actually not going to say Weaver, by the way, statistically speaking, Chuck Finley had the highest fan graphs war as an angel really? has the high has the, also has the highest fan graphs war in angels history as a p- starting pitcher, yeah. as a pitcher in general, um, which is second close. Second is Nolan Ryan, who that would be me. That, that's my pick yeah. with the best career as an angel, Nolan Ryan. Um, statistically speaking, and also like if nobody has actually gone onto YouTube and looked up, you can watch Nolan Ryan's actual starts. Absolute blast. I, I suggest doing that on a day off or any day or something like that. Go watch Nolan Ryan pitch. So much fun, especially if, if you're younger, like, like us and never saw Ryan pitch at all. 
absolute blast. I think one of the f- most fun pitchers to watch. Um, that's why I'm going to say Ryan because you know I've been able to go back and watch him starts and just the fastball, curveball, two pitches. I'm going to go out there and like you know no no bullshit, just going to chuck, and it's a lot of fun to watch that. Um, Weaver, 100. I was at his no hitter, absolute blast. Like that that was that was fantastic. Um, Chuck Finley, one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball yeah. history. Not even in Angels history, in baseball history, borderline Hall of Famer. Um, there's not a wrong answer for me, in my opinion. I think, you know, Angel fans don't appreciate Chuck Finley. Uh, late, you know, uh, 90s guy, and the Angels didn't win a lot. It was kind of like that Felix Hernandez type of thing in Seattle where he didn't compile the wins, but he was one of the best pitchers in baseball year in and year out for that for that stretch of period. So there isn't a wrong answer, in my opinion. Would love to know what everybody else thinks. If you're watching us on YouTube, drop it below um nolan ryan's my guy by the way there um i love weaver but uh but nolan ryan i think it's just it's too much fun to go watch him watch replays of him pitching so next one got a couple more pitchers you know what let's skip this one because it's a little older it was gonna be between wit tanana and lackey i'm not gonna go that route i think it's three totally different generational we, we don't let's not get into a discussion just throw out a name right off the bat mike wit frank tanana john lackey nate what do you got for what do you got yeah, this is going to be a personal one. For, yeah. It's just going to be a personal one for me. My uh, my uncle's played with with this guy. My grandfather coached this guy. It's going to be Mike Witt, the no hitter, um, SoCal yeah. guy, hundred percent. Yeah, no. certified guy. I, I'm going to go Mike Witt. Yep, Brock, what do you got? Uh, probably personal favorite Lackey, but if I had to add, like, guess best, I'd probably say Tanana. Uh, between them, uh, I think it was Witt that had the highest fan graphs. War. Um, but I'm, I'm with you just off like recency bias and watching him pitch John Lackey's John Lackey, like Jared Weaver was just too much fun to kind of watch mm-hmm. pitch. So, um, though I would assume Mike Witt would have been an absolute blast. I think he's a SoCal Catal high school kid. I think I could totally be wrong. Um, maybe I'm thinking Servite. Servite. Was Servite. regardless, um, SoCal kid, my uncles, and, my uncles play with him, um, uh, in, in little league and stuff like that. My grandfather coached him in little league. So SoCal kid for sure. Great. Perfect. Um, ooh, uh, which one do I want to go to next? Oh, we, we'll bring we'll bring a couple over into the next next podcast uh, too. So if you guys are um wanting a couple more of these, which I think these were kind of fun to do. Last one here before we let everybody go. Who had the better career as an Angel? Troy Gloss, Sean Figgins, Howie Kendrick, or Eric Ibar? Brock, I'll let you think about it because I know this ooh, is another tough one. That one's hey, so hard. I think you're looking at stats. Don't do it. I'm not looking at sets. I was just double checking to make sure Witt was at Servite and I was right. Well, he was a Servite guy. That's yeah, pretty yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, say it one more time. Howie, Gloss. Ibar, Figgins, Gloss. Yep. Howie, Ibar, Figgins, or Gloss, who had the better career as an angel. I'll start it off. I'll let you guys think because I put these out and I've been thinking about it for a minute. And you know the biased, <laughs> biased, biased. I Joy Gloss is my favorite player of all time on the Angels. Position player, let's say that behind Mike Trout, I guess. I love Gloss. Gloss was my guy coming up uh, in Little League. I wore 25 because of him. Started off when he started off, I think, wearing 14 from what I remember. Um, and then went into 25. Absolutely love Gloss. Loved uh, the way he hit. Just a freaking beautiful swing. Like one of the nicest swings out there. Just nice, easy. That's my guy. Um, though you can't go wrong. Sean Fagans had that one good year that kind of bolsters up stats. Uh, but he was a lot of fun World Series winner. And, I mean, Howie Kendrick and Eric Ibar, uh, not lifelong angels, but were on the angels long enough um, that it was just, you know, that that was a duo up the middle for, what, 10 years it felt like. 
Uh, so it, it, you, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. But for me, it's Troy Gloss. Brock, what do you got? See, this is hard because the question isn't who's our favorite, right? The question is who's the best. I mean, you we're, we're kind of throwing out question, both. You can take this question and whatever you want. It's just who had the better career as as an angel. You can look at it statistically. You can look at it as your favorite player. Because to me, there's no way that any other three of those guys had a statistically better career as an angel than Troy Gloss did. There's no way. No way. I think Figgins and Kendrick might have edged close because of the overall package, but I Gloss has had to have the best career of those four, but my favorite for sure, probably Eric Ibar, because I was kind of getting diehard into him kind of in the middle or towards the end of Troy Gloss, I would say. And when Eric Ibar started, uh, I remember I got, I had an Easton uh, shortstop glove that I used playing shortstop and I had it, had him sign it right here on where I would see it. And I thought it gave me superpowers. So every time I made a diving play, I'd smack right where he autographed it. And I had that glove for, man, probably, I was probably six years old. I would try to, no, maybe a little or like eight years old and try to wear it all the way through middle school. And then I was, it got way too small. And I'm like, but it has the powers. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> so Eric Ibar just had that, like that defensive magicianess that I first witnessed as a kid that I really liked. So I like Ibar, but statistically, I got to say gloss probably. Yeah, um, I just love the the early era. I think that's like my most most fond memories of the Angels. So you look at Gloss, you look at Anderson and Erstad and Sam and um, Eckstein Kennedy, all those guys. It, it, it's got to be Gloss for me. Um, like you said, growing up, Gloss is top two, top three. You know, you, you're somewhere in the Erstad Gloss salmon range maybe anderson of like who's your favorite of that team so i'm gonna go with troy, troy gloss one of the saddest days is when uh he did not come back as an angel i believe it was arizona that he went to and it was just like man this this sucks like this was the guy that you know was just it, it just felt like he was always up in big moments getting big hits like um salmon had some big hits Erstad had some big hits anderson but like I, I don't know i think when you think of the 2002 team like the the first big hit you really think of is the double and left center from gloss. And I don't know, you just, that's just such a biased answer for me, but yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where my thinking of the swing comes <laughs> into play. Um, statistically yeah. speaking, Howie Kendrick, 23.1 fan graphs war, Sean Figgins, 22.2 fan graphs. Wow. Troy gloss, 20.7 fan graphs war, Eric Ibar, uh, Eric Ibar played the most games as an angel, um, out of those four, by the way, at, at 1200 games, 19.5 fan graphs war. So um, I can't believe that hitting wise though, hitting wise gloss gloss actually had a, uh, had a 120 WRC plus there. So he had the highest out of all those. So depending on what you view, you know, that that's where the value comes into play. If you look at a better defender, it's, it's Eric Ibar better defender out of all those guys. You look at it, um, Offensively, Troy Gloss, and you look at kind of combined, uh, very very similar stats as Angels, not even value uh, value wise for sure. But you know, uh, Howie Kendrick and Sean Figgins, very 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 similar similar. Um, of course, Figgins was a lot faster, had more of the stolen bases, but defensively and offensively speaking, I think uh, I think it was Howie had a 107 WRC plus. Uh, Figgins had a 106 WRC plus as an Angel. So wow, very very similar. Yeah, no that that. A lot of fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed looking those stats up because it was a lot of fun seeing everybody's uh, everybody's reactions to those. So, guys, 
without you know any any other interruptions here we'll let you all go thank you so much for listening to this podcast check us out at talkinghalos.com again drop us a uh, drop a like uh, subscribe wherever you guys are listening or watching you can follow us on all of our social medias just look up talking halos you can follow myself on twitter jared underscore tims brock at bdrox and nate at nate green 34 guys thank you so much for listening have a great rest of your day the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com